Do you get embarrassed or maybe uncomfortable when talking about sexual health? Or do you even have these conversations at all? Well, if you do, you're not alone. Most people do not talk about their sexual health, yet it is so vitally important to our overall health. Come join our conversation today where I welcome pleasure coach Virio, and we have an honest, frank conversation about why sexual health matters and how it impacts in a positive way, if it's good sexual health, to your overall health. It is a fascinating, vital conversation that we need to be having lots more of. So join me today. Welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast, where we are changing the aging narrative. I'm your host, Joanne Newaduck, and I'm thrilled to bring you stories that matter and celebrate your place in the world. As an advocate for lifelong learning, health, and women's empowerment, I believe it's never too late to live the life you've always imagined. Through lively and informative interviews with inspiring guests, we'll explore a wide range of topics relevant to our global sisterhood of vibrant, inquiring women just like you. Join me for today's episode and let's start changing the aging narrative together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode where we are talking about why our sexual health is so important. And I am thrilled to welcome my friend, colleague, and pleasure coach, Virio Kavanen. She is an expert in sacred feminine sexuality and has been helping women to love their bodies and reconnect with their sensuality and sexuality since 2008. So welcome, welcome, Virio. Mm, Thank you so much, Joanne. A pleasure to be here and talk about this very taboo subject. You're so brave. Well, you know what? This is actually our second recording and we had incredible feedback from the first one. People were, they were grateful that we're willing to talk about something that is in pretty much everyone's life. Yet for some reason, it still is a bit of a taboo subject. So why don't we kick things off first and foremost, just with asking you, your opinion as why is our sexual health so important? Why do we need to talk about this and make it less taboo? Yeah, great question. Um, You know, the biggest thing is that it actually does matter to our health. So it literally matters as much as drinking water, exercising, sleep. We know we need all of those things. And World Health Organization, now I don't agree with everything they say. However, they actually say that our sexual health matters. And it matters because, for example, sexual reflexology, let's just dive right in. Sexual reflexology, our sexual health, when we have sexual health in our whole bodies, it actually nourishes our spleen, our pancreas, our stomach, our liver, our master glands in our brain, our heart, our lungs, all of our vital organs have more vitality if we have better sexual health. That's the first thing that I'm super excited to tell people because I didn't know that myself. It makes sense though. Think about it. When when we're in love and we're in a loving, intimate relationship, we're in, you know, like we're in a happy marriage or whatever type of relationship and we're having regular sexual intimacy, there's a lovingness, there's a closeness overall, like our just on an energy wise, our radiant, that we're radiating 
we're happy. We're walking around on that cloud nine. So it totally makes sense that that is important to our overall sex, our overall health. Yeah. And I want to add too, that sex doesn't mean with a partner, (laughs) you could actually um, have great solo sex and have healthy sexual body and mind and soul. Um, So, and it's actually really important to start there. Um, That would be my, just so people who are listening, if you don't have a partner, you can still have great sexual health. I really appreciate that point. That makes a difference. And there is a lot of women in our community, in the Fab 50 community that right now I hear from a lot of them, they, they don't have partners and some of them are wanting a partner and some of them are like, I'm done with that. So let's explore that a little bit more. Like how, how do you support women to go that that feels wrong to them or they, they don't know where to even begin? Yeah. And I, I, Rebecca, who is in our pleasure program or was in our pleasure program, and she's actually done a very, very uh, profound, vulnerable share around her sexuality. And she's in her 60s, I believe mid 60s. And she actually thought that that part of her life was done. She thought, that's it. I just, I just never get to have orgasm, great sex anymore. I'm single and I've been single. She actually hadn't had an intimate relationship for 18 years. And a mutual friend, Cindy, actually said, oh, my goddess, Rebecca, you need to talk to Virio. It's so not done. It's so actually when we become what they call crones, uh, when we don't have when we're in menopause and we're not bleeding anymore, that's actually our most powerful time as women. And we're actually even more needed on the planet. And so when we activate our sexual health, we actually become more creative. We tap into more of our wisdom as women. And so, Rebecca, I'm happy to say, uh, was in our pleasure program, and she started having orgasm by herself first, and then she ended up attracting partners, and she's actually having the best sexual time of her life and best sexual health than she's ever had before in her whole entire life, and she's so grateful that it's like, no, that part of her life was not done. It was so not done, and it doesn't need to be done. And it starts with each of us individually. And and she, you know, navigated, I will say it was not, I'm not going to say it was like an easy thing right away. In mm. order to move to that place, one of the things that um, she needed to do, and we all need to do, and you need to do if you want that, is you got to transform the shame. We have so much shame around our sexuality, around our bodies, around our nakedness as women, more so than men, um, that that's the first place um, that, that Rebecca chose to start with me as I said we just got to transform the shame right even the belief that you have a right as a woman in her 60s and 70s right I have one woman who was in our program and she's in her 70s and it's like no we have a right to have pleasure and sexual health because we have a right to have healthy vital organs as well so why wouldn't we want to be it's like it's no different than hand reflexology and and foot reflexology, right? All of we know that all these meridians co- connect in our body, and mm-hmm. they're important, right? We we don't want to just get old, right? We want to actually be vital and and healthy and have energy to do the things that we love when we're aging. Absolutely, absolutely. We want to get older, but we also want to enjoy that time as we get older. And, you know, I, I I know that one of the stats out there is that there is, there's like a high rate of 
sexuality happening in seniors' homes and in uh, even nursing homes and so forth. It's like, just because we're getting older doesn't mean that that desire necessarily goes away. But often that drops away, as you were saying, simply because of perception. You know, your your participant, your client, uh, Rebecca, as you mentioned, she was just thinking, I'm done with that. And it was, it was shifting that on a mindset. So I know for women, mindset is so important for our sexual health. Like, can you talk on that a little bit? And how, how did, like, how did you shift your own mindset? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, The thing I want to add to about mindset is that it's, um, there's the societal mindset, right? We come with the cultural mindset that it's not not okay to uh, to be in pleasure so much and have sexual health that it's not important, right? And often as women, we sort of we're taught to delegate it that it, you know, if we have a partner, that it's our partner's responsibility, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, with, there's judgment, right? Either either way for women, we have two choices: we can be the virgin or the other one, the prostitute, which comes with not nice labels. So those are two options that we're given as as women on this planet, and it's not great. Um, let's see if I can find the thread of your question. Um, well, remind me your question. Yeah. Okay. No, that's okay. Cause I love what you were saying there. I was just asking or, or reiterating that mindset is so important as one of the first stages to having good sexual health, right? Where our mind is like, I, I, you know, I'll be blunt as a woman, if we're not, if our mind's not in the game, our body's not in the game. What I find, right? So to be in a good place, I know from a bit of your story, not that we have to step into all of that right now, is you came across something that really helped shift your own mindset around releasing shame or helping your clients to to shift, you know, their, shall we just say hangups even? Because I think there might be somebody out there going, oh, I don't have shame around it. But a lot of a lot of us will have some hangups, whether we're comfortable, you know, I'll challenge. There's people that I know at one point for myself, I wasn't comfortable walking around my house naked. Now, part of that was when I had kids, I got away from it. But even when I was like alone, it was just, it was just like, well, why aren't I? You know, what what is that all about? So I was just wondering what has been a way that you have found that's really helped women to shift their mindset. Yeah, I think a, a big piece of that is both of you and I are, are um, practitioners with belief or patterning. So using a mindset tool, I have many in my toolkit and I have found belief or pattern to be the most easy, accessible uh, tool for transforming shame and guilt and not good enough. And often as women, especially as we age and if we've had children you know, there tends to be a little bit of weight gain. The body doesn't quite <laughs> lift up in the same places that it used to as before. So a lot of it is, you know, we're we're in a world where we're inundated with, hey, you can tuck your tummy in. You can reduce this. You can do that. You can pull up this. And so 
on a very unconscious level, we are constantly being told that our bodies are too fat, too this, too that, too not beautiful enough, too wrinkly, too this. So a lot of it is to transform some of those beliefs that we've been given by our Western world that profits when we don't like our bodies, right? They make more money if we don't like our bodies, because then we believe we need this or that to make it better. And so a big part of it is to first become aware because, uh, you know, I used to believe that I'm, I'm, and I am very optimistic, even before I was introduced to belief or patterning, Mm -hmm. I'm a very optimistic, positive person. However, what I didn't realize is that I had a lot of not very great programs and beliefs in my subconscious. Suze would say to us, Suze is the founder of Belief for Patterning. She would say, are you sleeping with the enemy? And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? What she meant was when we close our eyes and the unconscious programs are running in our mind, what are those programs? And what I realized is the programs that are running 90% of the time, we are being run by our subconscious, which is kind of good news, bad news. The good news is you don't have to learn how to turn on your computer, drive your car, uh, walk, put on your pants, use your cell phone. It's automated now, right? But the bad news is that a lot of those beliefs that are on autopilot are not supportive beliefs. So I didn't grow up religious. So people, even though if you didn't grow up religious, we have a lot of those subconscious beliefs that we're not even aware of. So if you're not aware that you've got some fears and some shame around it, then you might think, oh, I'm fine. And what I discovered is that, no, actually I did have shame. I did have guilt. I did have the not good enough. And oh my gosh, I shouldn't wear a bathing suit or a two piece because (laughs) my body doesn't look like what it, what the model is or the ideal. Yeah. The ideal body. I mean, we, we, most of the women, the bodies that we even see in magazines, they're not even real women. They're all photoshopped. They don't even recognize themselves. So they're not even what we see in the media is such a distorted view of what the feminine body should look like. So that's a big thing is just to start there with, right, with the body image. And I think the next one that's really big that comes to me is you know, I'm 61 years young. I feel and look younger today than I did at 40. If you're just hearing this audio, you can come and find me and look at my picture. Yeah. At 55, I went to Thailand. (laughs) Thank you. At 55, I went to Thailand to study sacred sexuality and sacred femininity. And I was shocked. I was shocked to learn things that I didn't even know. I didn't know about my own body, my own female anatomy. So that would be the other thing is just to get educated about your body. Like mm-hmm. I, I teach women stuff that most of us in the Western world, we're not educated about it. We don't, you know, we know more about our our car, which I didn't even know a lot about that in my phone <laughs> than I knew about my own body. Right. And it's sad because, you know, we only get one of these. Right. And it makes a difference on how we live our lives and how we live our house. So Absolutely. find out what you don't even know. You don't know about your own anatomy. I love that. It's true. We don't know what we don't know unless we're willing to say, what is it I don't know? And how, and so that's an awesome segue. Why don't you share how it is that the women that work with you come to know this? Like, how, how do you work with women? How do they get to learn and tap into the wisdom that you have um, studied over the years to be able to support them? 
Yeah, so a big one is um, we have a pleasure program. And in our pleasure program, yeah, you get to learn about your female anatomy. You get to learn how to transform some of the emotions that are in the body. So Mm -hmm. uh, emotions are simply energy in motion. And what happens, um, there's a book called Younger Next Year. And he says that 70%, and this is pretty common in many places, but mm-hmm. um, there, he, it's a medical doctor who teamed up and they interviewed thousands and thousands of people who were over 80 and they were happy and healthy and living an active life. And they were like, what's the difference with these people? And what they found is that um, 70% of dis-ease is because we have stagnant energy in our bodies. We're not moving our bodies. And I would go further to say with sexual health that we have stagnant, stuck energy in our vital organs, in our female genitals. If you're a male listening to that in male organs, we have so much stuck energy in our bodies um, and trauma that's in our bodies that the energy can't move. And right now, the rates of breast cancer are one in four. I have lost two friends to breast cancer. Uh, my mom is a breast cancer survivor. I have two other friends that are breast cancer survivors. One in four women will have breast cancer. Um, I don't know what the stats are, but they're also equally high for ovarian cancer. Um, so what happens is if we have stuck energy in our breasts and in our female genitals and in our female sexual organs, that's that energy becomes dis-ease. And so one of the things I teach the women is how to move that energy. So Usually in the first month, we're learning breast massage. And so we start to move the energy. So it's moving it from our lower chakras up to our breasts, raising it to the vibration of love, clearing some of that stagnant chi. And a lot of breast cancer could be prevented if women actually touched their own breasts and knew their own bodies. Most women don't know their own breasts. So you know, it's often a little pea size that starts for breast cancer. And so if you're touching your body regularly and you intimately know your breasts, you will detect it rather than it waiting for 10 years, which is often what happens. They don't often detect it till it's been in the body so long that it can often be too far gone. So that's one of the big things we start to move the chi, start to move the energy. It's called chi and Taoistatra. That touch, I was just going to add in there, like on, you know, as you know, like me as a health practitioner, I'm very much about the the body, mind and spirit or body, mind and energy. So this energy movement, the thought of the mind and on a physical level, I'm just going to interject, like touching your own body and, and massaging the breast in addition to moving the energies you're literally helping to move the lymph as well and the circulation. And that's what clears things out. That's what actually goes after the nasties in there, you know, and it can, and it can it, it feel good. So when you do one activity, you're actually having an impact on many levels. So, Absolutely. which is fantastic. So I, I'm just going to catch you on this for a moment. And I want to get a couple more things, how you help the women, but I'd love to just know a little bit more about, you mentioned a program. So how, how do the women interact with you? Like, what do you, is it one-on-one? Do you do group sessions? Uh, both. So we have um, three times a month, we have a group coaching call where we're together and each two times a month, I teach them new techniques and we repattern when stuff comes up. Some of it is pretty predictable because this is the 
this will be the coming up will be the sixth year. So I find that there's commonalities. So I usually have some key ones that we repattern because they're, they're pretty typical um, with women. And then uh, we so have this a, is a within, I'm just going to catch you for a moment. I just want to make sure I understand this is within, you have a year long group program. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So a yes. year long group, group program. So when someone wants to work with you, that's what they do. Do What else do you offer? Like more like, do you have yes, retreats? So, do you have? Yeah. So we've got the year long program and then we also have um, a yearly sacred goddess temple. Before COVID, I was actually offering three or four of these a summer. Since COVID, I'm offering one in the summer. Um, so this, this summer, we have one that's coming uh, August long weekend. It is called our Sacred Goddess Temple. And that's an opportunity. It's it's five women with me and my assistant. And, and Michelle has come to several of the Sacred Goddess Temples. She's also had one-on-one private retreats with me here at Amos okay. Lake uh, by the lake. And so in that, you get an opportunity to really connect with your own body, um, connect with your own beauty. You get to be barefoot on the property. Uh, and you get to really feel connected in sisterhood. You get to learn some feminine practices so you can get out of your head and into your body, into your into nature, you're in nature, uh, unplugged. So if you're into the billion star hotel instead of the five star hotel, this is all nice. about being in nature. We do some Beautiful. kayaking and canoeing as well. We have a Finnish, we call it sauna. Canadians say sauna. Finnish sauna that we have. So you have some opportunity for some healing there and some intimate practices. We have a lot of fun as well. I always like learning to be fun. My background is in teaching. I have 15 years of teaching experience. So I bring all different ways of learning. You have an opportunity to really re- be rejuvenated as Beautiful. well. So it's a super fun uh, two and Excellent. a half days. So we have a retreat that someone can connect with you. You have a year long program. What if someone's not quite ready to do that do you ever have like in person like one day or evening event or an online zoom where someone could get more of a taste of what you do absolutely I have um, one-on-one coaching packages and then I also have several events that I offer a lot of them are online there's one called rebirth your feminine And that's a one day. Um, Sometimes I stretch it out to two days because usually the women are like, we would like more Vireo. And so sometimes I've turned it into it. It starts as a one day, but I've turned it into a two day. Uh, That's an opportunity. I also have Kundalini dance that I offer. Um, I've gone to Calgary. I've gone to BC. Sometimes people call me up and ask me and I've done birthday gatherings. So if there's a, a woman who wants to be celebrated for her birthday, uh, one of my friends hired me to lead a goddess circle and lead kundalini dance um, and have her be the center of the universe for her birthday. So I've also offered that. And I'm, I'm, if people have five or more, I will, I will travel and come to them and offer kundalini dance or a goddess where you get to be the center and be celebrated for, you know, maybe a special birthday or maybe, uh, maybe you just entered menopause or maybe you had a divorce and you want to celebrate. celebrate. I, I love that. I love that coming together because women really over the centuries have gathered in circles. And so that 
begs why we have the Fab Soul Circles as part of our, our membership for Fab at 50. And I am super excited. Not only are you here on our podcast again, but you will be offering some of that sacred movement. I don't know exactly what you're going to do, but later in July. So anyone that's listening to this, um, you have a chance to get into our membership and you'll be able to experience uh, Vireo firsthand, like we'll be on Zoom because we have women from all over. Um, but I would love it if you're coming to Calgary one time, now that we can gather in person again, we should get together. We can easily get more than five of us together and do that. Um, but I do encourage people that, you know, join our membership. And even if you, you even have access to the uh, recordings. Now, I know that if people want to be in your sphere or get more of your wisdom, you offer a weekly pleasure bite, like a little tip. And how do people get that information from you? Awesome. Um, you could simply go to my website, pleasurecoachvireo, V-I-R-E-O dot C-A, pleasurecoachvireo dot C-A. And yeah, you get a one to two minute video uh, where I offer you tips. Most of them are pretty family friendly. If they're not, I will say, uh, PG, I'll let you know. Oh, yeah. Parental guidance. Yeah. Um, but they're pretty family friendly. They're just ways that um, you can bring more joy, more pleasure, more laughter, more consciousness um, to your daily life. So they're fun videos that I create wherever I am in the world. Uh, and you get them direct into your inbox. Uh, so once a week, I call, I send them out on Tantric Tuesday. Um, since I am a tantrika, learning Taoist uh, Tantra. And so you have an opportunity to, yeah, just have a, a, a video that comes. I think it's usually early in the morning. It arrives in your inbox and you can, uh, most of the women say that it just, it adds a little sparkle to their lives, a little uplift for the day and for the week. And and sometimes they're really fun things and sometimes they're profound practices. So um, yeah, you can, and I think there's a way on the playlist, you can actually go and look at some of the archive ones. So oh, cool. I've been doing this for, I don't know, oh, I think over a year now. And and I don't have two the same. <laughs> like they're pretty, That's fantastic. They're That's a lot of wisdom stuff. that you're sharing out into the world. Now, talking about reading, um, well, listening, I guess, for your little tidbits, but there's also a bit of uh, a newsletter with that as well. I know that you have recently been part of a book. And I'm wondering if you could share that with us. Awesome. It's actually my second book that I'm part of. This one is called Divine Feminine Awakening. And it's a compilation with 16 amazing authors. And I'm one of them. And my chapter is called Being My Own Heroine and Living in Ecstasy. And I purposely didn't put hero. I purposely put heroine because heroine is the female feminine <laughs> version of, of hero. And I think it's important for us to reclaim that word. And if you Look at a lot of words connected with femininity and female genitals. They have not some nice connotations with a lot of them. And I, my, one of the, my missions is really to support women in being your own heroine so that you don't have to go and get antidepressants and drugs and alcohol and other things um, so that you can actually be high on life, on yourself. We are actually, my teacher's teacher, Margot Anand, um, she says that ecstasy is actually our natural state of being. Mm. And if you look at nature and you look at animals and you look at plants and flowers, there is this ecstatic 
blissful honest ah, about them and we've we've lost that because of beliefs and programming and we've become so focused on our minds and the masculine and the patriarchy that we're in no no blame to the men and the masculine in our worlds we've been part of that too so it's it's about reclaiming the feminine not only for women but all beings so men as well to reclaim the feminine so that we can live in this place where we honor our bodies we honor our sexuality we honor intimacy we honor sacred union we honor mother earth you know so we can when we are connected to our own bodies we're more connected to the earth and the feminine and then we have a desire to to preserve the earth and to conserve it and to respect it rather than um, you know, raping and pillaging the earth, which we're still doing as a, as a nation. Yeah. As a world, like that's a whole nother conversation. It's intense. And so I love what you are doing and bringing that honoring of femininity and femininity in a strong way. I know that I'm really a big advocate for we can be feminine and strong. Like the femininity is very strong. We may be the you know, tend to be more, I I heard this once is, uh, you know, it used to be that women or femininity was the weaker sex, if we're talking that way. And I'm like, no, it's not the weaker. It's maybe the softer. It's the, the receiving side, but it is strong. And, and I'll have to say that I love it when there are incredible men out there. And, you know, I get to have one as my own that really honor strong women and and see it as as sexy and as um vital to how this world will evolve and you know what i love is you talking about sexual health and everything it's not it's not all about sex it's 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 about the whole sensuality and the whole encompassing and and that's so important so um, I'm curious if you could sum up what you are most passionate about, because you are so passionate about wonderful things. What would you say you're most passionate about? What is the main thing that you stand for? Hmm. Um, a lot of them are in this chapter because I actually share Perfect. five practices that okay. support you in being more feminine and reclaiming oh, your divine. Feminine. So five specific practices that I actually share. Um, yeah, I think I'm most passionate about educating women and their partners and families on things they don't even know that they don't know about their own bodies and about the power of having a vital sexual health, starting with solo sex, because it it literally contributes to everything, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, your emotional health. As a woman who I've noticed it with myself and the women I'm blessed to work with, that as you become more healthy with your sexuality, you become more confident, you become more on purpose, you become more, you access your creativity, and then become more fulfilled in the life. So I'm on a mission to have more women that are ecstatically, orgasmically healthy and happy, and they're uh, reducing the risk of divorce in the relationship because the number six cause of divorce is lack of intimacy. Number three is lack of communication. So we got to talk about sex. And number one is infidelity. So if we don't get that solved 
at a level when it's lower, number six, then, you know, it's people wow. look on the other side of the fence thinking the grass is greener. So we have a, a, a crazy divorce rate of 50% of divorce uh, marriages end in divorce, 65% of second marriages end in divorce. And I am one of the stats um, in, in that first marriage of mine uh, that, that I chose divorce. So it doesn't have to be that way. So one of the ways to I'm on a mission is is to reduce that divorce rate by healthy helping women and couples uh, to have better intimacy, better communication around intimacy, feeling safe and sacred to actually have those conversations and that they're important conversations to have. Amazing. Amazing. Now we're getting close to our time, but before we go, I want to give you enough time to share maybe three pearls of wisdom that you would like to send our listeners off with today. Oh, I think the first one is get to know your own body, figure out your combination. Uh, Yoni is Sanskrit for female genitals. It means sacred passage, cave of wonder. So get to know your own combination for your own Yoni, because then you can ask for what you want. Then you can have vibrant sexual health. And you will come up against shame and probably guilt and fears and judgment. So, you know, find someone like myself or Joanne to work with, with belief or patterning and transform some of those beliefs so that you, so that those don't have to block your sexual health. Um, yeah, work, work with a practitioner, work with someone and, and move through some of those blocks and Remember that your sexual health actually matters. Remember, I'll give you an example. When you are on our female bodies, we have a clitoris. In Taoist Tantra, we call it a bliss pearl. And your bliss pearl is actually nourishing your vital master glands in your brain. So your pituitary gland, your pineal gland, your hypothalamus gland, and your kidneys. So simply by giving attention to your bliss pearl, your clitoris, you are going to be nourishing the master glands in your brain and get smarter and more confident. And the other thing I want to say is your clitoris, 90% 90 of women, this is research, scientific sexual research that was done in a laboratory, (laughs) imagine that, that was done, they found that 90% of women cannot actually experience orgasm without some form of clitoral stimulation. So I just want to let you know, you are not broken if you need to have that attention. And that in, in, in Taoist Tantra, we call that the first gate. So we need more attention. And when we ask for more attention with our partners, because often they want to dive deeper quickly, the masculine is quick to rise and be ready to penetrate and have sex. And the feminine, we actually need, we actually biologically and mentally need it in order for the the waves, the neural pathways to be connected between our female genitals, our breasts and our brain in order for us to relax so that we can actually desire and be relaxed enough to enjoy sex we actually need to have more attention on even before our breasts and our female genitals are yoni, we actually need attention just on contact and, and um, attention and eye gazing or our body not touching the genitals, not touching the breast. And then the next one would be more attention on the first gate on that, which we can see on the outside of the body. And so I just want to let you know, you are not broken. If you have been struggling with your sexuality, I want to let you know that it's, we've been a lot of myths and lies and miseducation. So get educated, 
discover, find a pleasure coach and, right. and get to know your own body. Get educated. I love this. I've been, sorry, I'm looking down because I'm wanting, I want to make sure this goes in the show notes. So everyone that's listening or watching, make sure you check out the show notes for um, Virial's full bio and all the ways that you can connect with her. And if anyone's feeling, I, I know that people that are listening, some are like, yes, okay, this is, you're my people. And others are probably, this is the first time they've heard such an open conversation and where do they start? And I would say, start, like get Virio's book, read her chapter where she shares about that and, and just see where you're connecting because every little bit shifts. And the fact, what you said about 90% of women, like most, most women do not have an orgasm by having intercourse alone. That just, it just doesn't really happen. And so if that, you know, I, I, I would also contend that there is probably somebody, at least one person, maybe more women listening that have not ever had an orgasm in their life. And if that's you, there's still hope. And I absolutely have had that you reach out to this, uh, to Virial. Sorry, do you have a story about that? There's several women who have come to work with me either one-on-one or in our pleasure program, or they've come to our sacred goddess temple and they've never had an orgasm. Women are 20, 30, 40, 50, and even 60 and 70 that have never had an orgasm in their life. And they are now. (laughs) Fantastic. The work you are doing is so important and it's brave and it is um, vital for our health and our wellness for women to really step into our true feminine power. We have to be willing to embrace all of us. And when we shut something down, like our, our as, as important as our vital health, and we can't fully step into who we are. So Virio, thank you so much for sharing um, yourself and your wisdom and your knowledge. I know that every time I have a conversation with you, I learn something new. And the fact that you're a teacher and you can take all this wisdom and, and share it this way, just like it's icing on the cake. So I, I look forward to seeing you in um, the end of July for this year. And uh, um, so that you can share some more of this wisdom with our, our membership and anyone listening, if you're not yet one of our fab soul members, then I invite you to visit the website and come and join us and uh, we will say goodbye. Do you any, you have any sign off that you'd like to do Virio? Oh, just, just thank you so much for, for being such a powerful, soul-centered, entrepreneurial, loving, passionate uh, woman who knows how to bring people together and just your ability to navigate this taboo subject of sexuality and to have such a conversation in such a rich, deep way. I just love you. And I always enjoy our conversation. So I love Jane and all the fabulous 50 women that you've brought together is just amazing. So thank you for being you. Thank you so much. And I encourage anyone listening, I mentioned it before, is we did have a previous recording in one of our previous seasons. So scroll back and you can find Vireo and you can listen in because I know we had similar conversations, but there was also different nuggets in there. So um, take care, everyone. And thanks for being part of today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. But before you leave, I'm curious. What pearl of wisdom are you taking away from today's episode? 
I do hope it held some inspiration or information for you to live your best life. If you are not yet part of our sisterhood, I invite you to join our community by visiting our website, fabulousat50.com, and you'll receive a free copy of our ebook, Make Mind Fabulous, 21 Ways to Energize Your Life. It is packed with loads of tips and tricks. Plus, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review to let us know what you think. Remember, keep choosing fabulous. It's never too late to live the life you deserve. Catch you on the next episode.